Hey, Rock. Hey. Hey, we are glad you are here. We are going to kick off tonight by continuing in our series, Parables. Parables, we've been talking about, is a story with a purpose. And today's purpose has to do with something that I don't like. You guys want to know what it is? <laughs> You're right. I don't, I don't like cats, right? Okay. But neither does God, so that's okay. So, um, so it has to do with something that's yellow. Michigan. No, I also don't like Michigan, so that's true. Not the state, just the university of. Okay, so that's true. Yep. Yep. P. Yeah, no, P's okay. You know, P's healthy. Just not on me. I don't like it. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, what else? Yellow? What? Lemons? No, lemons are delicious. Lemons bring lemonade, all right? So, your shirt? No, I like Sky Zone. That's a cool shirt, all right? What? Bananas? No, it's a great source of potassium, all right? No, I like bananas. Bread? Let me tell you, shh. let me tell you, its best friend is ketchup. Mustard. mustard, that's right. The first time I ate mustard was at a barbecue. And let me tell you, there's a few things in life that I've eaten and, and have immediately wanted to throw up. And mustard is one of those things. I can remember eating mustard on a hot dog and like it touched my tongue somehow. And it was like I contorted, you know. I was like, I was like, ah, 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 and then I was like, you know, like that. Like I just, it was like a little hot dog machine gun, you know. Like, and I just spit it out, and I was like, what was that? And they were like, ketchup. I'm like, no, that's delicious, you're right. And they were like, hot dog. I'm like, no, that's even more delicious. They're like, what's in it? I'm like, who cares? It's delicious, right? Okay. They're like, bread. I'm like, no. Bread is delicious as well. And they're like, mustard? I was like, that's it. You know, that kind of a deal, right? I hated mustard. I hate mustard. Even today, when, I, when they accidentally put it on my burger at, sandwich, or at uh, restaurants, I immediately go, new sandwich, please, right? They're like, just scrape it off. Be like, you scrape it off, right? Okay. <laughs> Even just the look of it grosses me out, okay? I don't really say that. I just scrape it off. But I hate mustard. It's so gross. You want to know the other thing I hate? And it's a total... It's a total weird thing because I just told you I like ketchup, but tomatoes. I hate tomatoes too. Ugh. Get this. My dad, my dad will take a tomato. My brothers will do this too. My dad will take a tomato and he'll eat it like an apple. Ugh. All right. So I got to be, I got to just know who are those smart people in the room. Who hates, let's just get on the same page first. Who hates tomatoes? Raise your hand. Okay, good. Of, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Of the people who hate tomatoes, keep your hands up. How many of you still like salsa? Yeah. Tomato sauce? Ketchup? Yeah, okay. All right, put your hands up. How many of you are people who are with me and you hate mustard? Yeah, they're so gross. Ugh. Ah. Well, listen, if you, if you are with me and you hate mustard, then today's story will gross you out a little bit, but 
But shh, it's still a story that we can learn from. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Matthew 13. 13? Yes, 13, the unlucky number. Shh. Hey, shush your friend on three. One, two, three. Jesus is in Matthew 13, and he's talking to a crowd, and he had just got done explaining to the, to the disciples and to the other people there why he speaks in parables, and he's going, then he goes on and he tells a bunch of parables, and it's in Matthew 13 that we get to verse 31, and here's what Matthew 13, verse 31 says. It says, here is another illustration that Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Ugh. Planted, shh, planted in the field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree. And birds come and make nests in its branches. Jesus also used this illustration. He said the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. So what are we supposed to learn from that? That mustard's gross and that yeast is powerful. Okay, like I think those are the two. No, no, no. Here's what we need to understand. Do you guys, you guys see what's in here? It's not a caterpillar larva. What? No. That would be pretty awesome. I would name, I would name my caterpillar Petey. All right, so shh, here we go. This is a mustard seed, and it is very, very small. Very small. It's the smallest of seeds, and it's tiny. If you guys can't see it, that's how tiny it is. Garrett, do you see it? Come on. You see it. No, you don't see it? Patrick, do you see it back there? Do you see it, Patrick? Wow. You're blind. Okay. All right. Craig, do you see it? No? Anyone over here? Do you see it? Okay. Is it small? Uh, yes, it is small. So there you go. There's proof that there's a seed in here, and it's proof that it's small, okay? I wonder, I've never done this, but I'm going to do it right now because I'm curious. No, I will not eat it, okay? Um, it doesn't smell like mustard either. So, but here's the thing. This small seed produces this large tree. Check it out. I went on and I found, look at So like perspective, perspective-wise, you can see the roof of the house down there. You guys see the roof of the house down there? So mustard trees are known for growing up really high and having this one. There's another one. This one is, was found uh, in the Middle East over here. There's one more. Show the next one. Cha-cha! There we go. All right. Check out that one. That's what I'm saying, people. Like this little seed, one seed produces that bad boy right there, right? Now, here's the thing. When Jesus talks about that, it takes on new meaning, right? When he says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that is the smallest of the garden plants that once it gets planted, it produces that big boy right there, right? Or girl, I'm not going to assume, all right? But here's the thing, right? This is, this is something that we need to understand. We need to see this picture of this tree. We need to see and understand that this little seed produces that big tree, all right, to fully understand. Because I actually think the two stories, the story of the mustard seed and the story of the loaf of bread, 
actually really share and talk about the two lessons that we need to learn. Two lessons from two parables that we need to learn that come from the mustard seed and the yeast in the bread. The first lesson is this, is that the kingdom starts small and it ends big. Jesus, as he's talking to this crowd, he's trying to tell them what the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, one of the things that we talked about the very first week that we were here, we talked about the importance of understanding the story. We can't make the story mean something that it doesn't, it's not meant to mean. And a lot of people, when they talk about the mustard seed, they, they talk about our faith. They talk about your faith. If it's just a little, little tiny faith, it will grow big, right? And that's, that's true. I think that is true. But that's actually not what Jesus is talking about here because he starts off by saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. If he wanted it to be about our faith and how our faith can be really small and then grow to something big, he would say, your faith is like a mustard seed. But he doesn't do that. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. So what he's trying to say is, listen, the kingdom of heaven, you think it's going to be this big like explosion in the sky and these big things are going to happen when heaven comes, but it's actually... Not like that at all. It's like a mustard seed that starts small, but then it's going to end big. Because even, let's just think about it. Jesus, he's trying to come and he's trying to reveal the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is coming and he's trying to show the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is coming and he's trying to teach about the kingdom of heaven. But yet Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem, the savior of the world, in an animal's food dish. He was not born in in awesome, extravagant circumstances. He was born in a food trough. And then Jesus was raised in a little town called Nazareth. In fact, one person heard that the Savior of the world came from Nazareth, and they straight up said, Nazareth, what good can come from Nazareth? And then Jesus was not trained to be a government official. He was not trained to be a ruler. You want to know he was trained to be? A carpenter, a carpenter like a handyman. There's nothing wrong with that, but when people thought of the Savior of the world coming, they didn't expect the Savior of the world to come fixing chairs, right? They thought the Savior of the world would come in force. And then who would the Savior of the world surround himself with? Like the strongest, the most, the most smart, the most fearful, the most the most wise men that he could find. No, no, no. He surrounded himself with tax collectors and fishermen. He surrounded himself with these people who were seemingly insignificant. And what Jesus is trying to tell people is, listen, you are looking for these signs about the kingdom of heaven. You are looking for these big things to happen. But let me tell you that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It will start small and seemingly insignificant. It will start small and essentially meaningless. But from this small seed will grow something that will turn the world upside down, will grow something that will transform people's lives for all of eternity, will come something that will transform the rest of eternity, not just people's lives. And what Jesus is trying to say is that many of you, you have the wrong understanding about the kingdom of heaven. And I have a feeling that when we think of the kingdom of heaven and what it's doing outwardly, we maybe have a misunderstanding about it. Because even in the way that Jesus prayed, Jesus prayed, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. 
When we pray, we literally pray, God, would your kingdom come now? How do we pray that? Why do we pray that? Would your kingdom come now through me? And so what the kingdom is trying, what Jesus is trying to show about the kingdom is that it has a small beginning, but it's going to have a big end, and it's going to grow, 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 and God is going to use people like you and like me who are followers of Jesus, who are willing to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And as, we, as the kingdom grows, it is going to have this big end, this big finish, where we're all rushed to the side of Jesus, where we are going to be able to stand face to face with Jesus and spend all of eternity with him. You guys ever go to a restaurant and you take the straw, push it down, push it down, push it down, you push it down, you push it down, you push it down until you got this like little, little tiny crumple paper thing. Then you take the water from your straw, you put your straw in the water, you take some water out and then you put it and it goes like that, you know what I'm talking about? Hopefully it doesn't make a fart noise when it does it, okay? It's like, that'd be really awkward. You should definitely blame your dad if that happens, okay? But, right, and it does that, it, it grows, right? Think about other things that grow, right? We could use, for instance, a mustard seed. I think the reality is this. It's not uncommon for us to see things grow in our lives. It's not uncommon for us to look at, at plants in the garden. It's not uncommon for us to look at, at even just silly things like the little paper caterpillar thing that, that gets the water to grow in our lives. And what we need to understand is that the kingdom of heaven is going to grow and it's going to expand. It's going to reach the world. And what we need to understand is that, that there are many there are many who can be affected and reached by this kingdom that started small with Jesus, but through time is growing to be something very, very big. And God is going to use you in a big way to do that. All right? So one of the lessons that we need to understand is that the kingdom starts small, but it ends big, and God is using you to grow that. The second thing we need to understand is this, is that the kingdom touches every area of our lives. The kingdom is meant to touch every area of our lives. When you surrender your life to Jesus, you begin following Jesus, what he wants you to do is he wants you to give him every area of your lives. And that's why he talks about the yeast in the entire batch of dough. And so if you guys have ever baked bread before, what would happen is you'd get the flour, you'd get the water, you'd get the, the honey in or whatever you used to sweeten it, and then you would put the yeast in and you would, you would knead it together, you'd make the dough and then as you make the dough, you make the bread, right? I know this because I, I, I worked at Great Harvest Bread Company in downtown Northville all in high school and college. And so we would get on the table, we would make the bread, we'd make the dough, we would start kneading the bread, we'd work, out, work it out, and then we'd set, we'd set it on the tray and we'd let it rise. And when we say we let it rise, what happens is the dough gets bigger. And the reason that the dough gets bigger is because the yeast in the dough begins interacting with the sugars and it begins to break it down, and what happens is gas is released. And that's why bread is fluffy and it has air bubbles in it, because what happens is the yeast expands the dough and it creates these air pockets in the bubble, or in the bread. And that's what creates those air bubbles in the bread to make it fluffy. And what the what the what the parable is trying to show us is that a small little bit of yeast, a tiny bit of yeast, when you put it in the in the dough, it expands and, and affects the whole thing. Just a little bit of dough affects the whole batch. And what we need to understand is this, that even though the kingdom of heaven is small, when we, when we surrender to Jesus and when we, when we start following him, the kingdom affects our lives. 
The kingdom affects our thoughts. The kingdom begins to affect our actions. The kingdom begins to affect our beliefs and our desires. And as we surrender more of our lives to Jesus, the kingdom is something that we live for. The kingdom of heaven. This place where God and man will dwell for all of eternity. The place where people will be able to come and know him. The place where people will be able to experience the forgiveness of their sins in fullness. It should touch every area of our lives. But what we get in the habit of doing is we take some of our lives back and then we give God some other parts, right? It's kind of like pie. How many of you guys like pie? I love pie. All right. We're getting not pie the number, okay? Not 3.14, all right? Uh, But pie like the dessert. Two S's, not one, okay? So here's the thing. I love pie and I love apple pie. And so apple pie is like my favorite. When I... I always kind of make the same joke whenever people cut apple pie. Like, they cut the apple pie, they serve it, and then I, then I say, well, what are you guys going to serve the rest? They're like, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, that's for me? I thought the rest of the pie was for me kind of a deal, right? It's a stupid joke, but I do it. All right, and so here's the thing, right? I'm just working on my dad jokes now so that when Grace gets older, you know, I'm on point. So here's the thing, right? So I love apple pie, but that's kind of what we do. We cut the slice of our, the pie of our life, right? And we say... God, you can have Thursday nights, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those are mine, okay? Actually, God, here, I'll make, cut a little sliver, and I'll give you Sunday mornings too, right? Or we'll say, God, you can, have, you can have my social media, but you can't have my Netflix, right? You can't have my video games, right? That's mine. And what we end up doing is we kind of take our lives and we decide... We divide it up and decide which parts God gets and which parts we get. And the reality is God says, no, no, no. If you are truly following me, the kingdom is going to affect every area of your lives. And so you can't hold anything back. And so for someone who is really following Jesus, who is loving Jesus, who is seeking him, what you need to understand is that the kingdom is going to start small in your life. You'll first hear about Jesus and you'll want to surrender your life to him and, and, and receive forgiveness of your sins. And as you do... It'll begin to grow in your life, and it'll begin to grow, and it'll begin to touch every area of your life. And as it touches every area of your life, you'll begin to go, and you'll begin to tell others about it. And you'll begin to tell about this life that you've, been, that you've experienced through Jesus and how you've been forgiven of your sins and how you have freedom to live as a son or a daughter of God and how your identity has been changed because it's not just about the clothes you wear. It's not about the TV shows you watch. It's not just about the music you listen to. But instead, now it's about the Jesus you follow and the Jesus who has given himself to you. And so then it begins to grow and it begins to grow and it begins to reach more people and you invite people to come with you to the rock and you bring them to summer camp and you bring them to events that we have coming up and you experience people's lives being changed because you are surrendered to Jesus. And then you get to experience really what these two parables are all about. And this is the thought for the week that I want you guys to remember. It's simply this, that the kingdom of God will grow and grow in the world and in you. The kingdom of God, even though it's small like a mustard seed and small like a little bit of yeast and some dough, it will grow into one of the largest trees that there are. And it will affect the whole batch of dough. And the crazy thing is this. God wants to use you to grow it. God wants to use you as part of the way that the kingdom is grown. God wants you to surrender and take the pie and say, you know what, I'm not going to take any slices out of the pie. Jesus, you can have the whole pie. 
I don't need to eat any of the pie. You can have the whole pie. You can have my whole life. And God, if you want me to go and talk to my friends about Jesus, I'm going to do that because I know that the kingdom of God is going to grow and I want my friends to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. And I know that I'm a part of the kingdom of heaven. So what you do is you begin getting in this habit of growing and growing and growing until it reaches all of the world and it reaches all of you. And that, I think, is what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about that gross thing called mustard and that delicious thing called bread, right? All right, so that's it. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a parable of the hot dog and the parable of the ketchup or else we would have a really good night, okay? So I just want to challenge you guys with a couple questions to think about as we get ready to go and have some paint wars, all right? Here's one question I want you guys to think about. Are you letting the kingdom of God grow through you? Maybe here's another one. What would it look like if the rock was a group where the kingdom of God grew in big ways like a mustard seed? If we didn't stop it from growing. What if or what areas of your life are you holding back from the kingdom of God? Our desire is that you guys would be affected fully by the kingdom just like Jesus was trying to communicate to his people a long time ago. Let me pray for us, but here's the deal. Once I'm done praying, you guys are going to stay seated in your seats, and then I will explain what's gonna, how Paint Wars is going to work tonight, okay? So let's pray. God, thank you for who you are, and thank you for a simple thing uh, like a mustard seed. Even though it's something that, uh, God, initially I was... I was grossed out by, God, I know that you can use something as small as a mustard seed to show the greatness of your love for the world and for us. And so, God, thank you for doing that. I pray that you would reveal exactly what it is that we need to give over to you, what areas of our lives we're holding back so that we can let uh, the whole batch of dough be affected by the yeast, God, or instead that what we can do to advance the kingdom of God moving to our friends and show us how we can do that. Show us opportunities that we can take advantage of. And God, just help us to grow and grow the kingdom of heaven in ways that we never thought possible. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, stay seated.